We are back. College football is here, Stephen. We've made it. Ah, uh, man. Oh, I mean, that's all I've thought about today. Not really. I had a lot to do at work, but <laughs> I am pumped. I'm so excited. Dude, we are freaking ecstatic. We have a jam-packed show. First segment, we're going to be hitting Alabama. We're breaking down Middle Tennessee State, what they bring, who we think is going to start, what we're looking to see. Second segment, what we got, Stephen? Yeah, we're going to be uh, talking to the corn dog lover. Yep. Matt Mueller, the LSU fan. Get his take on probably the I would yeah the biggest game this weekend yep. uh, of LSU and FSU. Get his thoughts on the team of Jaden Daniels. He wasn't a huge fan when we talked last year of yep. Jaden Daniels, so we'll see if his opinion has changed. But yeah, just some good good football talk. I'm just excited that this week there'll be actually some good games. Yeah, very good games, and we're gonna give our picks on the biggest games this week in segment number two. So stick around if you haven't. Last week, we gave our college football picks. Go back and listen to that one. A couple weeks ago, we interviewed Terrence Cody, interviewed Brad Crawford and Steven. Next week, going into the Texas game, we have a big-time guest, big-time interview. Just going to give a nugget. A former national championship starting receiver for the University of Alabama, one of the most underrated players of the Saban era. Yeah. We're excited. I liked him. We're pumped. It was good. All right, let's get to it. (laughs) Hi, we are back, man. Me and Steven's cracking up. <laughs> yeah, I ended up the first uh, little announcement of what we got going on. Screwed it up, but we'll all fix good. that. It's all good, man. All right, let's go to it. Alabama, Middle Tennessee State. Steven, powerhouse. I want to know. Powerhouse. Saban said this team won eight games last year. I do think they'll be pretty solid on offense. Yeah. What give me – what are you looking for? Obviously, what everyone is looking for, how do the quarterbacks look? Um, but more, more than that, you know, the quarterback can be amazing, but the players around him have to step up. We've heard a lot about the receivers dropping a lot of passes, dropping touchdown passes and scrimmages. You cannot have that. It's, I mean, even if it was Bryce Young back there, you can't have that, but especially a first-year starter. Um but that I'm also interested in seeing, you know, the O-Lyman, J.C. Latham, Tyler Booker have been giving a lot of big talk and intimidating talk, but talk means nothing. You have to do it on the field. Absolutely. And so, of course, everybody's going to say the quarterback play. I'm actually looking for the line of scrimmage, both line of scrimmage. I want to see what bringing Tommy Reese in has done for the offense and the mentality. I'm looking at – okay, listen – we're going to blast Middle Tennessee State. And if we don't, if Bama doesn't blast Middle Tennessee State, then you got a huge problem in your hands. So let's just both, we're going to assume that Bama's going to wax Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely should. Uh, absolutely should. So then I'm looking at the line of scrimmage. I want to look at how far we're getting on pushes. Can we get these short yards plays on an inferior team? And then the defensive line, I want to look at total domination, total pressure. Hopefully we don't have to blitz a whole lot to get pressure on the quarterback. Like I said, I, I, I'm really excited. And uh, one thing I want to ask you, you hear about a lot about, you see a lot of people tweeting, talking about insiders, talking about the mentality is back. The old Alabama standard is back. Is that something that you think we will be able to see week one? I, I mean, yeah, I think you can see it just because the intensity should be there no matter the opponent, right? 
So, and especially being the, the very first game, you know, if you don't have it very first game, doesn't matter who you're playing, then there's a problem. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very, very pumped. I'm excited to see how, cause you know, Saban talking about middle Tennessee, they like to, according to him, you know, I don't watch middle Tennessee, but they like to blitz a lot on defense and create a lot of pressure with the, with the, you know, the opposing rushing attack or passing attack. So interested to see, interested to see how the, Whoever's been there at quarterback handles that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for the very first game, just in general. We could be playing a high school team, and I'm excited, <laughs> which pretty much we might be. Yeah, I mean, we should easily, I would say, cover the point spread. I want to say it's 39, 39, 35. I think so, but, uh, yeah. I'm excited to see some of the younger guys play a little bit. I'm excited to see Jam Miller, dude. I I like Jim Miller. This is, he might this, be he might be third on the depth chart. Yeah. Well, but a depth chart, yeah. but I, this I like may be him. a hot take. I think he may be the best running back we got. Yeah. I like him better than Jace McQuellen and Rod. And listen, I'm I'm not hating on Stephen loves uh, Rod Williams. I think. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, I'm I not think, hating. I mean, he's not like a burner. He's, he's not better than Jam Miller. I don't. Yeah. Think. I mean, probably not. So I'm excited to see him. Justice Haynes, if he's I'm, healthy. If he's healthy. Malik Benson, I know we're both extremely excited to see him. On the defensive side of the ball, who are you excited to see? Uh, I mean, obviously defense as a whole, but I'm excited about the safety positions, both safety positions. And then who do you think is going to start? Caleb Downs and um, what's the guy? Caleb, excuse me, Jalen Key from UAB, correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, but, I mean, it's really hard to tell. I mean, I think the only lock is Kool-Aid. Yeah. I think he's the only lock because they have so many talented guys and so many so much versatility. The only and I would say Malachi Moore. I think he's a lock to start. Yeah, I don't know where, either at star or pre yeah. safe or strong safety. But as far as if I had to put lock. all my money on it, I would say Kool Aid oh, is the sure. only lock. And then obviously, whoever lines up beside Deontay Lawson, mm. yeah, is of interest to me, for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to see if we can get pressure. Like I said, Dallas Turner, Will Braswell. There's really not a whole lot to break down because neither of these teams have played this year. All we're yeah. kind of going yeah, on. Yeah, they definitely got to get pressured with just their front four. Yeah. Because they're going to need it next week. Let's just say that. I think Jalen Miller is starting, wouldn't you say? I would say he's going to start. And that's an, we kind of talked about it, I think, a little bit last week um, with, you know, who are we? We're nobody. But to me, if all four quarterbacks – if four quarterbacks play – to me, that's concerning. Um, very, very. You know, I don't – because, like I said, even if they dominate them and blow them out, they still – you can only get so many – you can only get so good in practice. Like, you know, yeah. you can't tell everything. When, when you're in a game, even if it's a blowout, guys are still trying to hit you. Guys are still trying to sack you. You still have to make checks and reads and all that stuff. And a game is just different than in practice, knowing that you can get hit, knowing that, you know – all that stuff. So, even if they're dominating them, I still want to see Milrow and Simpson play the whole game. Yeah, I agree. I, excuse me. Good Lord. Still recovering from that science infection. Saban came out this week and talked about how Jalen Milrow is more comfortable in the pocket. And I think that's going to be huge. I, I think it's a little concerning that Tyler Booker had to move back to left guard to help out the left tackle. I, I'm a little worried about that because I know me and you mentioned it back in the A-Day game. The left tackle, I think it was Pritchett. Pritchard, he Pritchett, got absolutely yeah. abused, 
And yeah, and he wasn't always going up against yeah. Dallas Turner and uh, Chris Braswell. Yeah, and I, I just, I'm, I'm, we're both freaking pumped, like really pumped. I just, I'm excited to see. It. Hopefully, it's a easy game. If it's not an easy game, we'll have a little concern. Yeah, and I know, know. You know, Coach Saban wouldn't like that kind of talk because every opponent should be taken seriously. Yeah, they should take them seriously, absolutely. But being realistic, they should dominate them. Um, I mean, what do you think the offense – do you think it's going to be 60-run, 40-pass, or do you think they they come out there just spreading them out and throwing the quarterback to the fire? <laughs> well, and I – if it was me, I'm coming out throwing the ball. Well, get a little bit of a lead. If you – Notre Dame, Navy, did you watch the game? I watched uh, a good chunk of it, yeah. Okay, Notre Dame just came out and just ran the ball down their throat. Yeah. That's great. But you should be able to do that if you're Notre Dame, I would say, against Navy. So if we just come out and Tommy Reese, and that's where Tommy Reese came from. That's why I wanted to watch the game. They ran a lot of two tight end. If we come out and two tight end and just run the ball down their throat and run for four or 500 yards, I mean, that's good, but it's like – you're not going to be able to do that against yeah. Georgia. But also, You're not going to be able to do that against LSU. Yeah. Bottom freaking line. Um, so, I would I'm like just, to I'm, see a little I'm development. I'm curious if Middle Tennessee is like, you know, obviously everybody expects us to lose, So, but we're going to make sure the quarterback beats us and we're just going to stack the box and do run blitzes all game long and force you to, to throw the ball. So, I wonder if, you know, they'll come out stacking the box and make Alabama spread it out. Yeah, I don't know. 6.30. I am extremely excited. To, I know because Tommy Reese, they use a lot of two tight ends. Mm, say uh, CJ Dupree, but especially Amari uh, Nyblack. Yep, I think I'm right. saying that correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, you hear big things. How, yeah, he's getting yeah. a lot, a lot of buzz. Kind of in the – a little bit smaller than OJ, but kind of in the OJ mold. He's like 6'4", 225. Irv, Irv Smith. Smith mold, yeah. He's kind of – He's kind of a big receiver. Yeah. You know, 6'4", 225, not as big as some tight ends, but – Bigger than most receivers. Irv Smith was a stud. He doesn't get the love he deserved because he had those four great receivers. Yeah, Irv Smith was good. He was a stud, but we're both pumped. We will break this game down next week, probably after the interview. We probably go over with the guy we're interviewing. So oh, we'll yeah, break this game absolutely. down. Next week we'll have a ton of content because we'll we will have seen watch him play. We've kind of already said a bunch of the stuff that we said today. But stick around. We got Matt Mueller, the LSU fan. We're going over every college, big-time college football game. We're going to give our picks for the week. Stick around. We are here with the one and only Matt Muller, our big-time LSU fan. Maybe one of our only LSU fans listen to the show, Stephen? Uh, possibly, yeah. How you doing, Matt? Doing great. How are y'all doing today? We're doing, doing good. Doing pretty solid. Matt's listening and calling all the way from North Carolina. That's where he lives. He is a big-time LSU fan. The reason we wanted to have him on, probably the biggest game of the week, one of the biggest games of the year, LSU versus Florida State Sunday night. Yeah, uh, was it was on Sunday night last year, was it not? Yeah, I actually liked yeah. it. Yeah. So last year they had the whole you know extra point fiasco and all that stuff. FSU pulled it out. This year a little bit different. 
a lot of experience on you know on the team. Harold Perkins there, Jaden Daniels, Brian Kelly's second year. So I know I have I unfortunately I do have LSU winning that game. So how are you feeling, Matt? Are you are are you confident? Are other LSU fans confident or what's the what's kind of the conversation around that game? Man, I mean LSU fans, even whenever we've had a bad year, we're still confident. Um <laughs> as a look of Coach O's last year, we thought we were still gonna win every single game. Um but I think for almost I mean, I say almost all a lot of these LSU players are returning from last year. And I think they've had this game circled on their calendar since the day after it last year, um, whenever they lost in that very frustrating um, extra point fiasco and whatnot. So I think as an LSU fan, I'm really excited about it. I mean, FSU's got a good program, but I think LSU's just going to do their thing and uh, got a lot of returners. And I'm really looking forward to this game. So I'm assuming you got LSU winning. Oh, absolutely. What does losing Mason Smith, one of the top – I know he got hurt in the Florida State, Florida State game last year. I would think he's coming back this year, one of the top D linemen in the country. What does having him suspended this game do for you all? Um, I mean, it definitely doesn't help. He was – I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with whenever he's actually able to play. Um, but having him suspended is going to – going to weaken that D-line a little bit, but we still got Harold Perkins, who's probably the best defensive player in the country, um, right there to pick up the slack. I was actually listening to uh, an interview with Brian Kelly. He said, last year we just let Harold Perkins do athlete. This year we're we're teaching him how to actually play linebacker. Man, that's crazy because that's scary to me. I think even to Steven as well, Harold Perkins is, I would say – He's by far one of the scariest defensive players in college football and probably, honestly, the best. So, last year when we talked to you before the LSU-Alabama game, unfortunately, you did pick LSU to beat Alabama. But you were not sold on Jaden Daniels. Where do you stand with Jaden Daniels now, and what do you think about him heading into this season? I think, um, I mean, the kid's athletic. You've got to give him that at the – very minimum, he can get out, get himself out of the tricky situations. Um, so over the course of last season, I grew to like him more and more and more. Um, and then him coming into his second year in the program, second year in this same offense, um, I think we'll see him take a leap up. And I think um, he's got he's got a lot of great things as long as he stays healthy and keeps his head right, I think I'm a believer in him. Now, don't get me wrong. Garrett Nussmeyer, the second Jaden Daniels, if he flips up and messes up, is right there hungry waiting for that spot. And I think um, Nussmeyer is honestly a better passer of the ball, but Jaden Daniels does better for that offense. Absolutely. How much money do you think LSU paid Garrett Nussmeyer to stay? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I, I, and so it's crazy because thinking about how, I mean, honestly, both of these quarterbacks could be a um, starter in any program in the nation. They're both great. Jaden Daniels really turned it around last year and became a true leader of that team. Um, but the fact that we were able to keep Nussmeyer 
it just blows my mind. And it, I think that shows how much he's bought into um, LSU, Brian Kelly, and the state of Louisiana. And I think um, he's just hungry for that shot and is waiting for um, that shot, which is rare in college football nowadays. Yeah, I was definitely shocked that he stayed because, like you said, with the portal and the way it is and NIL opportunities, you know somebody was probably kind of trying to – uh, convince him mm-hmm. to come to, to leave to enter the portal to because he would have had a lot of buzz in the portal. But I guess maybe it also Perfect. helped that Walker was it named Walker Howard, the five yeah, star from yeah. last Walker year. Howard. Yeah, I guess it helped that he left and he was like, Yeah, I, I'll stick around for at least because they down is he a senior? Yeah, he's going into his senior year. Going into his senior year. Okay, so Malik Neighbors is there. You get out, uh, Alabama transfer Aaron Anderson, who's somebody who I was very, yeah, what. Well, I that, was that was shocked because he was is he now he's injured at LSU isn't he? I thought I heard read that he was injured. Um, honestly, I don't know off the top of my head if he's injured or not. I want to say maybe he was hurt during the spring game. I don't know. That's Stephen's looking it up, but he's a stud. Mason Taylor, the tight end, still there. What are, what are some of the skill guys that you're looking for to explode this year and really lead y'all? Man, I think uh, the fact that we really only lost our – I mean, and he was a big loss, even though he didn't have a great year last year, but Keyshawn Butte. But I think I'm looking forward to more seeing that running back room. Um, that running back room is – I mean, LSU's got a deep running back room. Um but I think Aaron Anderson is one of those names that I, you were saying. Um, Malik Neighbors is one of uh, probably top five in college football wide receivers. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. is in a class of his own up there um, over at Ohio State. But I think Malik Neighbors is going to be an exciting player to watch, and I think he's going to go a little under the radar. And then you said, um, gosh, I just drew a blank on his name, Mason Taylor, the tight end. I mean, the dude is a beast, and he's going into his sophomore year. Um, and I think he, unfortunately for y'all, fortunately for me, y'all probably have a love-hate relationship with him after he caught that uh, game-winning catch for the two-point conversion against y'all last year. But that's what sold me on him is that the fact that he was, I mean, he's a big frame, got good hands, and can block. So I think there's a, a lot of experience exciting things coming from some skill positions at LSU. Yeah, there's no love. There's just all hate for that kid. I'm just kidding. He's the one that blocked uh, blocked in the back when Jane Downs had that touchdown yeah. run. Oh, these guys. Cheating <laughs> no, LSU. So, so Aaron Anderson is healthy now. Oh. Um, he was he was coming off an injury, so yeah. I guess he's still maybe you know taking it easy. But he is practicing, so he should be starting the season. I don't know if he'd start you know start at receiver, but will be exciting to watch so, when he's on the field. So, LSU-Florida State, one of the biggest games of the year. Florida State, very, very good. But LSU, I would say y'all's aspirations this year is much higher than they were last year. So, in your personal opinion, if LSU loses to Florida State, is it a lost season or can they just can they still rebound and make the playoffs? Um, I think if LSU loses to Florida State, the only chance they have of making the playoffs would be to run the tables in the SEC, beat Alabama at Alabama, which is, I mean, no matter what's going on at Alabama in that quarterback room, is still going to be a hard thing to do. 
and then meet Georgia in the, in the SEC championship and beat Georgia, which I mean, Georgia, Georgia's on verge of a of a three-peat, I think, potentially. But I think that'd be the only way LSU can make the playoffs is if they ran the tables and only had the one loss to FSU. I agree with you. So, you gave your pick. LSU's going in now. Me and Steven, we're going to give our picks for this game. And, Matt, I'm going to give you a little time to look up these other games. Each week, if you're listening for the first time or didn't listen last college football season, each week we're going to go over the, the biggest games of the college football season and give our picks. So let's just do it right now. Steven, LSU, Florida State. Yeah, I'm going, you know, we if you follow us on social media, you'll see some of this on there. I'm going LSU for some of the reasons we just spoke about. Just so much experience back. Um, I know FSU has a lot of experience back, especially at the quarterback position. But I just think um, LSU's roster is, is way better. And um, Harold Perkins is a freak. Um, they got – like. You know, Matt talked about already the skill position players, so I'm going LSU in a close one. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I'm going LSU as well. Now, I, I'm i sold on Florida State. I think they're one of the ten teams that can make the playoffs. If they – I'm telling you, if Florida State beats LSU, that will accelerate them. That means they could probably lose one game during the season, may still make the playoffs because LSU is going to be good. But I got LSU winning – I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm thinking like 27, 24, maybe a little higher score. I think I I have it as a 34, 31. Matt, you got a score for this game? Uh, man, I've been thinking about this. I don't. I feel like my scores are gonna be low whenever I say this, and it's probably gonna be way higher scoring. But I have LSU 28, 21. 28, 21. I can see that because I said 27, 24. Stephen, let's go to the Thursday night kickoff game. One of my favorite teams last year, Utah, is playing Florida. It's going to be at Utah this year. But you don't know about Cam Rising, if he's going to play, what Billy Napier has. Yeah. Steven, let's start with you. Utah versus Florida. Yeah, I picked this game last year. I picked Florida. You got so lucky. No. Nah, so I, lucky. I saw the Anthony Richardson uh, hype, but it only lasted about one game. Um, but <laughs> he's not there anymore, so – uh, who is the star? Isn't it the guy Graham, from Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz. Um, I'm going – you said it's at Utah, correct? I am going Utah. I think they – kind of like LSU, I think they have this game marked on their calendar. They want to make up for last year. Um, the quarterback is back. Hopefully he plays. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. You know, we'll see. But I, I, even if he doesn't play, I think Florida just – I don't know about Florida because um, you had Anthony Richardson, one of the most athletic, one of the highest ceiling quarterbacks probably ever in college football. And, well, they won five games with him last year. Yeah. So, with a lesser quarterback, I just I just don't know. So, I'm going Utah. Yeah, I'm going to go Utah as well. If Cam Rising don't play, then it gets tricky. But, to me, Florida is one of the biggest unknown teams this year, like you said. Who knows what they have? Honestly, I think Billy Napier could possibly get fired this year if because I, I don't even see him winning five games. I just think they got a brutal schedule. If Cam Rising plays, I think it's a blowout. Give me Utah. Who you got, Matt? I'm right there with, I'm right there with y'all. I think Utah, especially if Cam Rising playing, um, is just – I mean, they're going to be good this year with a healthy quarterback room. Um, but I will say, I do love, the, I do love me some Billy Napier as a – 
Louisiana sports fan when I, what he did at uh, ULL oh, yeah. was great. And then I think uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's on the hot seat right now, unfortunately. But I definitely want to pick Utah to win that one. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I feel bad. I really feel bad for Billy Napier. But if you're starting the season with Graham Mertz, you're just – it's not going to look good. Our next game we're going to pick is actually, if you follow us on social media, Tillman's Corner Sports on TikTok and Instagram, you'll see this. It's my lock, I believe, yes, my lock of the week. South Carolina versus, I want to say North Carolina ranked number 21. North Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Steve, we're going to start with you. Who you got? I have South Carolina winning this. Um, oh, man, way. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, because I think, you know, Spitzer Rattler – Gets overlooked a lot, and he it's, a lot of that is his fault. He was he was great at Oklahoma until Caleb Williams showed up, um, and then even last year he'd have some games where he looked like one of the worst quarterbacks. And then toward the end of the season, versus Tennessee, versus um, who was that? It was Clemson, I believe. Yeah, Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. Yeah, and some of those teams, he looked you know like he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country this year. So I'm thinking in the second year. At South Carolina, um, that he maybe put some things together and will be one of the top quarterbacks in the country. So for that reason, I'm going. And you know, Beamer's getting some good recruits in. He's got some good players. Um, Juice Wells at receiver. Mm. So I'm going South Carolina. Maybe South Carolina. Uh, I, mean, I could see a high score game. I could see 38-35. 38-35. Is Gene Chizik still the defensive coordinator? My God. Uh, I'm not Carolina. sure. I think he – no, I think he's gone. Okay, I'm sure he got fired. They had one of the worst defenses last year. Matt, who you got? I'm also pulling upset. I think the way South Carolina ended that year, Spencer Rattler was playing probably the best football of his uh, college football career. And I think it's – I mean, even though I live in North Carolina, I got a pull for my SEC. Um, and I think Spencer Rattler and that uh, Gamecocks team is going to be able to pull out a close one. Um, gosh, I have no idea. I think it might be 20, I'm going to say 28-24. 24 I think we're all right there pulling. I think we're all calling for the upset. I got South Carolina as well. Now, before I start, uh, man, I just totally blanked on North Carolina's quarterback name. Drake May. Drake May, former. He was committed to Alabama formerly, but Drake May, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, probably the second best behind Caleb Williams. I think losing Phil Longo to Wisconsin, his offensive coordinator, is going to hurt a lot. Mac Brown, man, he he's how's he still coaching? I don't know. He's 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 like Joe Biden on the sideline. I mean, he is just completely, <laughs> completely in left field. Like you just don't know what's going on. We're going to get a lot of views just because he's of that. Completely in left field. I shouldn't have said that, but. And then their defense was absolutely atrocious last year. I remember they were playing. Uh, God, who was it they were playing? Uh, some Bush League team, and they were. It was like sixty to sixty. They just kept going back and forth. They couldn't stop each other. I do like Spencer Rattler. Hopefully, we get good Spencer Rattler. Like Stephen said, if you get good Spencer Rattler. Yeah, good he's Spencer one of the Rattler. best in the country. Good Spencer Rattler is one of the best. One, and then when he's bad, he's one of the worst. He's like Bo Nix. Yeah. Remember how Bo Nix used to be? Yeah. So, oh. South Carolina. Give me South Carolina. So, our next game. Maybe we'll just agree on every single game. I don't know. We'll our see. next game. I'm going to start with Matt on this game. We got 
the defending runner-up national champions, champions TCU. No, nah, they got whooped so bad, they're not even considered yeah. runner-up. We're not even going to talk about that. TCU versus primetime Deion Sanders in Colorado. TCU's like a, I want to say like an 18-point favorite. Matt, who you got? Uh, so this one, I kind of want to pull the upset, but I, I, I don't. It's so hard for me to say Colorado right now because of how bad they were last year. Um, but so with that being said, I think I'm going to go TCU. I think it's going to be closer than the spread. There's no way Dion, uh, in his first game at a major uh, D1 school, loses by 18 points, especially because he brought in a lot of recruits. He brought in a lot of his system that he had um, already established in a lot of players that were already playing for him. So I think it's just going to be a little bit of a wake-up call. Um, I have no idea how to call this one score-wise because how many, how drastically different this Colorado team is than it was last year. Um, I have no idea. I can't even give you a score, but I think it's going to be closer than 18 points. So you got closer than 18. I actually got closer than 18. I got 34-20. And before I start, so I'm going to give you a backstory I saw today. This is hilarious, Steve. You'll get a kick out of this. So, Undisputed did a new – they got new characters. So, they got Skip Bayless, Michael Irving, yeah, characters Richard right. Sherman, and Keyshawn Johnson. And they were talk, doing a subject on Deion Sanders today in Colorado. And they asked, how quickly will Deion bring Colorado, you know, to championship level? And Michael Irving was saying that he was down there earlier last week, and he was giving him a speech. And uh, Deion Sanders was just telling him about some of the team, and he was telling him that he only has three starters from last year still on the team. He brought in like 80 players, and he was saying how how much buy-in he's getting from the community. How many He said he brought in some transfers and this and that. And he said he brought in some walk-ons, and he said he brought in the right walk-on. The right. Sorry, speech impediment the right kind of guys to walk-ons. And he said, Michael Irvin was watching practice, and there was a guy out there really getting after it, a walk-on. Deion Taylor said, yeah, look at this guy right here. He's a walk-on. 57 years old. <laughs> I'm like, what? I swear to God. Oh, 57. And Michael Irvin was literally screaming like, that's the kind of guys you want on a team. The kind of guys that you know will get after it. I'm like, yeah, you they're, know, they're getting blasted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Lord. you know, he's smoking weed. If he's 57 years old, <laughs> 57. I'm like, he should have grandkids and stuff. My God. Anyways, so for that, I, listen, I, I think he's gonna have a lot of good guys. I think he may have the skill guys. I just don't think he'll have the guys. Maybe he'll have the 57 year old. I don't know, playing center or something. I just don't know if he'll have the guys for the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I got TCU. Uh, so, 34-20. 34-20, okay. When I did, we did these videos for our social media, I had TCU on upset alert. That was before you knew about the 57-year-old. Yeah, so that changes everything. No. Um, it's just because, like you said, there's so much roster turnover. Now, all the guys he brought in were pretty much four- and five-star guys. A lot of four- and five-star guys. He brought in some three-star guys. Trey Sanders of Alabama. Um, yeah, Trey Sanders of Alabama. Des Moines Kennedy. Kennedy from Alabama. Um, so a lot of other guys. Oh, I forgot. JoJo Earl transferred to TCU, so I wonder if he's starting. Um, my great-uncle. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty-seven year old. He's a starting D tackle. <laughs> He's got to be like a placeholder or a, a long snapper. Oh my goodness gracious! I got to look that up now uh, after the show. But um, but from a pure, I would say from a pure talent standpoint. They might not be far off from what TCU has, you know, from just talent. Um, you have, I mean, their corner, their defense is probably going to be good. Their cornerback, the passing, like, you know, they have Cormani, what's the guy's name? Uh, the five-star that committed to them. Cormani. Cormani McLean. McLean was a five, top cornerback in the country. Is at Colorado. Travis Hunter, top cornerback, and really top athlete because he's playing both ways, is at corner. Um, you got. The four stars. What's his son's name? Shador Sanders. Yep, yep. At quarterback. So, I mean, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say they shocked the world in their first game. Very very close game. I'm saying 28-24 Colorado, and that's gonna be purely based on talent at the skill position players that get it done. Dude, I, I don't see it happening. I, I, Honestly, I heard a couple – somebody said they'd be surprised if Deion Sanders' quarterback – you know, his son's a quarterback, if he made it through the season about how much not talented. The offensive line, but Steven, yeah. Steven's going to wild hair. I'm going. I got to stick with my upset alert. I just I had him just on alert, and I was going to pick TCU to win a close one, but I'm going to go ahead and go all the way. I mean, I probably – I wouldn't put money on it, but for the sake of free betting, I'm going to – You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Colorado. <laughs> With a 57-year-old. <laughs> All right, and in the last game, we'll let you go, Matt. Clemson versus Duke. Clemson's got Derek, uh, Garrett Riley now, young brother Lincoln, offensive genius. Does Dabo get Clemson back on track? I'm going to start with Stephen. Well, I'll start with you. Clemson, or do you want me to start? Clemson and Duke. I'll start. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going Clemson. I don't think it's – I don't think it's close. I think Clemson comes out on fire – I think Dabo is a great coach, unlike, you know, a lot of people think that, oh, you know, they're going downhill. They still won 10 games last year. Everybody calm down. They still have a lot of talent. Um, what's the quarterback's name? Cade, Cade Klubnik. Yep. He's he's good. I know he didn't look great versus Tennessee. But, again, it's a bowl game. It's kind of hard to tell in a bowl game. Uh, so, yeah, I think Clemson comes out on fire. I mean, I could see 45 to 30. That's no, a pretty close game. Well, it's 45 to 30. It's a 15 point game. That's two touchdown no, games. I'm, but I'm saying, I think I think Clemson pulls way ahead. Oh, and then gotcha, later in the game, gotcha. you know, Duke might score gotcha. one or two here. All right. Well, I got Clemson. I got Clemson big. I'm thinking uh, 48 to like 17. Duke's quarterback, Riley Leonard, a local of down here, Fairhope High School. But I think getting Garrett Riley, like I got Clemson in my playoffs. So, give me Clemson big. Matt? Yeah, I'm right there with y'all. Clemson's going to Clemson's gonna be back. I think Dabo is a phenomenal coach. I don't think he has two quote-unquote down years in a row. Um, if they can just – I think their defense is going to be the biggest thing. I think uh, their quarterback, Cade, Klubnik is what I think the coach said yeah. is uh, going to be out to show that he actually is a good quarterback because um, he didn't look great in the time he played last year. Um, but I think it's going to be 
Um, Clemson is going to get, I think it's going to be 42 to 31. I think Clemson's going to get a good, good little 11-point victory there. All right, before we let you go, Matt, give us your four teams in the college football playoff. Who do you have winning and in the national championship and winning? All right. So, four teams I have. Georgia being number one. I think Ohio State number two. LSU number three. And then I think USC is going to sneak in there um, at number four. Okay, so – so you're not being a homer and putting LSU in there. Wait, never mind. You did. You put LSU in three. <laughs> Actually, I, you know what? LSU is one of the ten teams that I think can make the playoffs. I LSU's loaded, man. I the winner of that LSU Alabama game has a great chance to make the playoffs. And I mean, I agree. Now, did you get to get a chance to watch any of USC's game this past weekend? I didn't get to watch a ton of it, and I had that picked out before so I kind of felt like I needed to stick with it but I know um their defense didn't look great <laughs> I made my picks before that game <laughs> you know, I did I, Keith, I, we were texting yeah, about it <laughs> no, he did and I'm so, I'm glad that you stuck with him Steven made his picks before that game it looked like my son you know my son was out there playing defense <laughs> along with Steven's two daughters out there playing defense for USC. Probably gonna so, play better. So I I, I, yeah. I don't know about that, but no, those are good picks. Who do you got in the uh, national championship and winning it all? I think we're gonna see a rematch of the SEC championship with Georgia and LSU. But it's hard for me. as don't. much as I love LSU. I think Georgia's gonna three peat. Wow, you think Georgia's gonna three peat, huh? I think Georgia pulls off the three-peat. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you I, as a as a LSU fan to not pick LSU. Proud of you. Now, I would love it, obviously. Love to see LSU win it. Um, but I think it's just Georgia, – Georgia's got a cakewalk in the schedule. So their first real football game they'll play is pretty much in the SEC championship. Yeah. So yeah, the only, the only hiccup I see for Georgia is possibly Tennessee – so you have Georgia yeah. and LSU both undefeated in the SC Championship. Georgia beating LSU in the SC Championship. And then in the Natty. Yep, unfortunately. It's, it, it hurts me to say it, but that's how it I have. Could you imagine, and this is, you know, that season hadn't even started, but could you imagine Georgia winning out to the SEC Championship, LSU winning out, Alabama's only lost being to LSU. Three teams in there? But no, I, I, they, there was no way no. they put three teams in there. But that'd still be crazy. That'd be nuts. That'd be nuts to have a one-loss Alabama. If LSU, I would put it like this. If in that scenario, LSU beats Georgia, then I think you would put Alabama-LSU in there. But like, Georgia? If if LSU beat Georgia in the SC Championship. Yeah, because Georgia wouldn't have played nobody. Alabama would have beaten all those teams. You know, whatever. Texas, we're, this is a different conversation for a different time. But if <laughs> Georgia beat LSU, then I think Alabama gets left out. Oh, well. Yeah, I agree with that. Matt, I really appreciate you joining us, man, dropping your knowledge. We may have to have you back on like we did last year before the LSU game. Talk your trash. Talk my trash. You know, I got a lot of talk, too. That's right. Matt, we appreciate you joining us. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you follow us. And make sure you listen to your train of thought. Yeah, losing my train of thought. Thought. Make sure you follow us and share this episode to anybody you know. We really appreciate it. 
所以